Let's go ahead and uh, pull our thoughts together, go to the Lord in prayer, and Lord can focus on uh, His Word this morning. Father, thank you again for who you are. You're a God that can work in hearts, work in lives. All we can do is, is present your word, present the gospel, present the truth. And unless you work, unless you open my heart, open that mind, we can talk to you again. But thank you, Lord, that you came and you care about people, ordinary people as we've been looking at. But you came to save the whole world, but we know that the whole world is not going to come to you. We've seen that in our, only, our own family members, and we can see it in, in the world as a general. Yeah. And so I, I just pray this morning. I pray pray for the lesson. I pray that uh, I learned, learned some things that uh, my brother Rick may have, may have brought out that, that we can talk about and uh, maybe some different ideas that uh, I might have. But I pray that your word would be preached in its entirety and in truth. That is, that's the bottom line. We've all got ideas. We've all got different thoughts, but we want your word to be the final word. And, uh, and I pray for JP this morning. He's coming in Gracie. And I don't know if Aaron's coming with him. I'm not sure, but I just I pray for that. Pray for them, for their marriage, for their ministry up there at, uh, at the camp. And uh, I pray that would be a real blessing. Thank you for the kids that came and those that have made the uh, Professions of faith and those that may have just grown in, in the Lord. I pray for my brother in law, Jerry. Him and Margaret, neither one of them knows you. Nobody in the family knows you. And, and he could be knocking at death's door as well. And I just pray for his heart and his life. I pray for all of them. And help us to be a witness. Everywhere we go. And we thank you already, Father, for what's going to be accomplished here this morning. In Jesus' name. We can hear you, Max. Just trying to get to the uh, recording. Ah. So, you know, if anybody comes on later and wants to watch it, be nice and clear. Yeah. So, we're looking at the uh, Mark 3. And the, and the whole section is 20 to verse 35. And there's actually two stories in that. And we have Mark, one of them is the family that Jesus is talking about, or Mark is talking about. And then we have in the middle of that, we have uh, another story which is the religious leaders, namely the Pharisees, which are uh, which are trying to 
quieting Jesus. Both the family of Jesus is quite, trying to quiet him, and the Pharisees for two different reasons. And some people call this a sandwich story. And and as I understood, there's uh, there's a few places in Mark that he uses two similar stories to bring about a main point. Uh, this combines two stories that share similar themes so that it draws attention to what is being said. Here we will see two groups of people who don't really recognize who Jesus is. And those, those two groups are his family who don't even recognize who he is, has been God in flesh. And then uh, we see the Pharisees who don't recognize him. And I think they intentionally are not doing that. So we'll, we'll see that another time. Uh, and the thinking is that he's out of his mind. And both won't be quiet. The first group, his family, acts out of concern and love for his own good. And for the family's good. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, we're going to be looking at yeah. that. They have possibly come, even as I as I read that that verse, as I read it over and over and over again, they may have even come to assess the situation. Because if you read the different translations, you'll see the word they in there. They have come to seize Jesus. And I'm not I'm not sure if if it's the, the Pharisees that have come from Jerusalem, because we know they've they've come to they sent people up from Jerusalem to address the situation to see what's going on from the main headquarters, the main central synagogue or what we would call the church. And then we have Jesus' family, which is coming also. And both are basically coming to season, to hush him, to stop him. Uh, <clears throat> for his own good, and they pop, and uh, his family's possibly come to assess the situation, to see, to see what they are hearing. Because if you if you remember, it says that Jesus didn't do any any works in his own hometown, which was natural. How they they run him out. So I'm not I'm not for sure that his family has seen the extent of his miracles. The second group, the religious leaders, acting out of self gain, pride, and hatred, denying Jesus for who he is in light of all the evidence that they've seen. Nonetheless. Both want Jesus silenced. So, what chapter is Mark? Mark 3. And we're going to be starting in uh, verse 20. Yeah, the family for their own protection. I mean, if you have a father, <coughs> uncle, brother that's committed some sort of act against the state, 
when it's very tough for you to carry on a business or a transaction or buy a house or do anything after that because they know that you are the son or brother of and that smear really you know carries with you for the rest of your life yeah. and your kids yeah we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about that also in that you you have a very religious family that goes to the synagogue. There is a, the, 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 what you, building what you said, there is a, a city in Texas, I don't know where it is, it's a good, pretty good sized city, that has had a, a big celebration and an honor in honor of my brother in law, not David, but Mark Dugan, who was the husband of Sarah. He was a historian and he wrote a lot of books uh, about outlaws and the famous scoundrels in the history of past history. And this particular family had lived, lived years for, for the bad name that some ancestor supposedly done. In his book, he proved that the guy was innocent, hadn't done anything, and mm -hmm. really hit the lines. And they, the whole town it cleared the, the whole thing. It cleared the whole thing. The wow. They had a big celebration for that, for, for, for doing that. Wow. It was great. Generations of stigma. Yeah. He's written a number of books. He wrote a book on a, uh, I don't know, many of the details, it's just funny. A big family in Raleigh, a very important family, used to run a house of prostitution. And he wrote about that. He got that stuff and it really gave the family a bad name because they showed their ancestor was in charge of this true, this big, yeah, true story, big house of prostitution. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't like that. Is that the fellow that we met? Uh, Mark, I don't know if you met Mark. Yeah, he was he, at, yeah, at that. Did he come here and then he, uh... He run that Western Sizzling or something? No, no, that, was that? That, that's uh, uh, call it Reed, call it Reed, Reed call it. That was different. Yeah, was different. this is Mark Dugan. But Mark was at, years and years ago, they had a birthday celebration for me, and it kind of divided the church, because the, the your kids were behind having a big celebration for Eagle Gun Pastor, but we didn't want to spend a lot of money, and so it was kind of a, a divided, but he didn't invite everybody, Mark and Sarah came with a big, Celebration. I that might have been before we came. I don't remember where exactly it was. Seemed like it was from Illinois area. I don't remember that. So I may, I may have never met this yeah. guy. Mark was a very gifted guy, but he was lost. He was, uh, he, he uh, was very he was very knowledgeable. He, he like Warren, he could walk out in the woods. He did a lot. Of, he studied a lot. I across the walk out in the woods, pick up a leaf, and tell you an awful lot about that plant. Trees, stuff like that. Background. I was like, remember how water could do that? Oh, he knew yeah. the trees, the bark, and everything like that. He knew that really well. Hmm. And he was a gifted, he was a classic of his arts as well. He spoke Hebrew, Yiddish, spoke Hebrew. Wow. Now, I never, never made it. So, in the absence of Joseph, Mary was still, even when she came to the wedding, she's like, well, go tell Jesus to be there. Yeah. yeah. Jesus, like, it stops yeah. now. He was the oldest, oldest. It stops now. Yeah. So I think you're you're thinking that they're going to investigate. But I really think they were like scared for the family name and and, and well, what it would cause them yeah. family wise to have this troublemaker against the state. Yeah. And you just don't want that. You need to you need to quell that pretty quick. Yeah. Drag them to the side and say, What do you you know, what are you doing? Yeah. Think about your family. And one was saying, so they were concerned yeah, about Jesus, yeah. I'm sure, but <clears throat> and, she, and she knew because the angel came to her, you know, she knew who he was. At the same time, he wanted to take the family. Yeah. 
But we're going to talk about that too. You know, because we know that the two that that his brothers did not come to know until after the yeah. cross. Sure. And and uh, after reading and studying and looking at different things, I'm not I'm not sure where Mary stood. Not saying she was lost, but in her understanding. And we're going to read we're going to read some verses because that the family we know where the brothers stood, but where did Mary stand? If we come down here to verses 31 to 35 which I hope we get to, we're going to see that they're on the outside. And I think there's a difference. They're on the outside. Jesus and his disciples are on the inside. And I, th I think there's a significance there. Well, let's see what it's all about. But uh, all right. <clears throat> I'm going to have to go quick. <clears throat> We're probably in Jesus' first year of ministry. He was in Judea and Galilee where he spends most of his time. The Gospel of Mark begins with Jesus' ministry when he was in his 30s. There's not a lot about his early life in his first 30 years. We see his birth. We see the Magi bringing gifts. We see his dedication in Luke 2. We see him at the temple at 12 years old in Luke 2, 41 to 52. Uh, I'm going to read that. <clears throat> or somebody else can read it. Luke 2? Well, yeah, Luke 2. Yeah. 41 to 52. And all, all of this is, is, to, is to talk about his early life, to talk about, a lot of it's going to be talking about uh, Mary, the angel coming, and things like that. Read it. Yeah, you can. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of Passover. And when he became 12, they went up there according to the custom of the feast. And as they were returning, after spending a full number of days, the boy, Jesus, stayed behind in Jerusalem. But his parents were unaware of it. But supposed him to be in a caravan and what a day's journey. They began looking for him among the relatives and acquaintances, and when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem looking for him. And after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When they saw him, they were astonished, and his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us this way? Your father and I have been anxiously looking for you. And he said to them, Why is it that you were looking for me? Did you not know that I had to be about my father's house? But they did not understand the statement which he had made to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth. And he continued his subjection to them, and his mother treasured all these things in her heart. Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature. And in favor with God, man. Yeah. So he knew early in life his path, the Father's will. He was obedient to his parents, living a perfect life. Life. It even mentions Mary. Mary recognizing his obedience. He grew learning in wisdom and stature. 
He grew to be respected and admired, worthy to be noted. This was Jesus' childhood. <clears throat> One thing that struck me is in verse 50. Is that the same passage? Yes. <clears throat> My translation says, but they didn't understand what he meant. When he, when he told them that he had to be, um, he must be in his father's house, they didn't understand that. Even though the angel had come to Mary, even though she knew he was special, uh, we don't think or talk, talk a lot about Jesus' early life. The Bible doesn't talk a lot about it because that's not the purpose. Through the perfect life, we can have hope. Jesus grew up in a religious Jewish family. Every year, they would make that trip to Jerusalem for the Passover. Matthew 13, uh, 54 to 56. Coming to his hometown, Nazareth, he began teaching the people in the synagogue. They were amazed. Where did this man get this wisdom? And these miraculous powers, they ask. Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't this Mary? Isn't this mother's? Isn't his mother's name Mary? And when and weren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Aren't all his sisters with us? Where did this man get all these things? Jesus' family was regular, ordinary people. These, these verses here shows that, that Jesus had brothers and sisters. So it just makes me start to think about his family. And this passage here in Mark talks about his family and relationship. <clears throat> We've been see, seeing the acceptance of large crowds because of the miracles and the way Jesus is speaking and teaching like no other could. We have seen one group, the religious leaders, trying to stop him, either claiming he is not obeying the law or he is alluding to the fact that he is God. He never really came out and say it, said it, but the things that he would do uh, which was actually saying, there is no denying the miracles, the signs he is doing. He has been showing that there is no disease he can't heal. There is no demon he doesn't have control over. It's not been done in secret. Everything has been done out in the open. Here we're going to see a glimpse of what his family thinks about him. No doubt they have heard of his mighty works and his teachings because word got around. If, if you remember, uh, before he uh, called the 12, how people was coming all the way from below Jerusalem and all the way up to, from, uh, what was those two towns that were near the coast? Up above Capernaum, sitting, 
that's a that's a statement that is that is unique to Jesus because it's only in the gospels. If you read the other all the other uh rest of the New Testament, nobody says that. He's the only only one that has the authority yeah, to say that. So it says, uh, I tell you the truth, he continued, no prophet is accepted in his hometown. I assure you that there were many widows in Israel <coughs> in Elijah's time when the sky was shut for three and a half years. And there was a severe famine throughout the land. The point that he's making here and, and what has enraged them so much is that Jesus is telling them that he's gone outside the, the Israelites because these people, these two, these two people that he, he's telling back in the Old Testament were not Israelites. Just to give you a little heads up. Uh, verse 26, yet Elijah did not, did not, was not sent to any of them but to a widow in Zephyrah in the region of Sidon. And there were many in Israel with leprosy in the time of Elisha the prophet, yet not one of them was cleansed, only Naaman the Syrian, the Gentile. All the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. They got up, drove him out of town, and took him to the brow of the cliff, which was the town was built, in order to throw him down the cliff. But he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. Then he went down to Capernaum. What Jesus is saying is that, that those two accounts show that God was showing favoritism to the widow of Zarephath and also to the name of the Syrians rather than to the widow of the people that were needy in that. Well, that was in their own hometown, yeah. the Israelites. And and this this is this is has outraged them yeah, yeah. because they thought they were a very select group of people. And and Jesus, we can see uh, early in his ministry that he is he is including Gentile people. Everybody is 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 included in that gospel. And I'm sure, I'm sure they've got the notion. I'm sure the religious leaders can see that, and they're outraged by that. They thought they had a, they had the inside track on, on, you know. That's a good lesson for preachers not to be a milkshake that you hear, even if you make your audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. If you if you teach the word, sometimes people are not gonna like it. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, and that's what Jesus done. Yeah, I mean, he, did. he, he was. It was. It wasn't just. It, sometimes we get the idea that he just hated these Pharisees and these uh, these religious leaders, but it wasn't that at all. He was. He loved them because it says he loved he loved the whole world. He didn't hate them as individuals. He hated them because they weren't willing to accept him and the new covenant that was coming basically which was uh the kingdom of god well it isn't preaching of judgment a form of love to warn them it is to let them know that they're wrong it is that net that next session 
don't, I don't know if Rick talked about that, but that is a warning to them. It was a warning. It was a warning to the religious leaders. Yes, it was. It was. Um, so in the same breath, they are out to kill him. First to praise him, then to kill him. I'm also sure that they would. Uh, I'm also sure they would, from here, time to time, what was happening. His popularity was un unbelievable. I'm sure his family, because we're talking about his family right now. Uh, and seeing all these things. Mary was told by Gabriel in, that, in Nazareth, Luke 1, 26 to 38, he will be great and will be called the son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. In verse 35, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Luke 2, uh, 17 to 19, and they had seen him. And that's the shepherds. When, uh, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But they treasured but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. <clears throat> After the resurrection, in the upper room, names Jesus' apostles waiting for the Holy Spirit, saying in Acts 1, uh, 14, they all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women, Mary, mother of Jesus, with his brothers. His brother Jude uh, wrote the book of Jude. James was a leader in the Jerusalem church. Jews were usually pretty tight families too. They, they stuck together. I mean even, even Jews today are their communities are real tight. Um, I wanted to give us a look at Jesus's early life to realize there was a significant time that had passed since Jesus's birth announcement of the angels to Mary because if you think about it, it had been 30 years or somewhere about 30 years that had passed you know a lot can happen in 30 years you can you can forget a lot of things. Um, <clears throat> well, the dad can become an old man. Well, the dad was gone probably in the first twelve. That's really what happened. He, he was definitely an older man. By the by the uh, by the time Jesus, somewhere right around that, because after after that he's not mentioned anymore. The wine going to be no, no. So, so I think some somewhere's real close to uh, that last time they went to um, for that trip to Jerusalem up there, to the Passover. I think somewhere's in that area, Joseph had died. Yeah, Jesus wouldn't have told John to look after his mother. <clears throat> no, it's called, this is the cross. 
Yeah, that's that's way. That's, <clears throat> yeah, but I think right. somewhere's in right. that area because he's not mentioned anymore. Uh, uh, and then at twelve in the temple, some eighteen years have passed since that time. How ingrained? Now, now think about it. Now think about your own life. How ingrained in the religious system were they, or are we? You know, we, we hear we hear things that are taught, things that, and then uh, years later, that's challenged. How hard is it to change what has been ingrained in you for 20 years, for 25 years? You know, a long time. The things that the things that you thought were the truth, but after after your growth and after hearing different things and after seeing different evidences, it just doesn't add up. You know, I mean, it's, you know, and, and the reason I'm saying that is because they were, they were really ingrained, really for thousands of years, the Jewish people ingrained in this religious system. And it would be hard. But it's still hard. They are. It's, it's hard. Doing what the what was customary, listening to the religious leaders, people that they respected. <clears throat> this must have had have impact on the way that they were living. And I'm talking about his family. I'm talking about the family. Kinda it, it kinda to set the stage for where Jesus' family would have been, where they would have been coming from, this religious background. Leaning to the side of the of their religious background, respecting their religious leaders, would have been super hard to look at look at it at a different angle. You've got your son that's coming, that's proclaiming in a roundabout way to be God in flesh. It was a, it would be a hard thing. I could. I could I could relate to that. Yeah. All right. So let, let's read the text. Sure, that has been a long time. It's been a long time. Even in Malachi. Before the he yeah, said, man, you guys are way off. You're you're putting a sack. crying and moaning the system was already corrupt and then you have 400 years where there's no, no prophets no. at all saying nothing no. so that just gave the religious leaders full you know they could just go crazy with the rules and regulations and everything there's nobody there to rebut that and that's what they were doing and they were just going mad At, originally i think it uh i think it was meant to to protect the word of God, the pride can get in the way, and uh, and and originally I think they they meant meant well by putting extra restrictions on people, but it got to the point where they were just putting more and more, where it became a burden. Man -made. Yeah, man-made. Other it's, other than what God became an institution. <clears throat> they they were the ones that were ruling instead of 
instead of God's word. That's that's what it, that's what it became. Well, did you agree with that? Did you agree with that pastor? Yeah. Um, but, but also, from your understanding, you know, it's like David, I'm not. I don't know if I understood what you said. Well, I believe in Malachi, you know, which was 400, because Larry said this has been ingrained for yeah. thousands of years. The Jewish and we know at least 400 system. years, right? Well, it's been 400 then, since they've had a prophet. And then you have John that, come on. Malachi, I think the Lord was saying he was really coming down on, yeah. on the Levites. Yeah. You know, they're, 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 they've got it completely wrong. They're, yeah, they're going way off. And he was encouraging them. Yeah. So we know it's been a thousand years. All right. So let's, let's read our text. Uh, Mark 3, 20 and 21. And then we skip down to 31 to 35, and this is a sandwich. It says, One time Jesus entered a house, and the crowds began to gather again. Soon he and his disciples couldn't even find time to eat. When his family heard what was happening, they tried to take him away. He's out of his mind, they said. Right. And drop down to verses, verse 31. Then Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him. They stood outside and sent word for him to come out and to talk with them. There was a crowd sitting around Jesus. And someone said, your mother and your brothers are outside asking for you. Jesus replied, who is my mother? And who are my brothers? Then he looked at those around him and said, Look, these are my mother and my brothers. Anyone who does God's will is my mother and sister, or my brother, my sister, and mother. Jesus has his disciples following him closely. He has growing opposition from the leaders. One group we knew was trying to stop him, the leaders. And we will see another group, his family, to try and stop him. We just read read that uh, for a very different reason, but we still see the support from the crowds and his disciples. Then Jesus enters a house. It seems Jesus had left the synagogue. Or Peter's house back up and if you read back up in Mark 3 verses 6 and 7 it says that once the Pharisees went away and met with the Herodians to plot how to kill Jesus Jesus went out to the lake that's when he realizes what's happening so he he kind of flees the scene afterwards Jesus went up on the mountain and called the ones he wanted to go with him Remember those uh, disciples, but I'm I'm more tending to call them apostles because we know who that's who they became. Sometimes, uh, often, um, sometime after this, probably traveling and preaching with the crowds and his closest disciples or his apostles, then he comes back home. To Peter's house to a small group. Now it doesn't it doesn't say Peter's house, 
It just says he entered the house. But I think he's come back to Capernaum. And the crowds began to gather again. Soon his, his disciples couldn't even find time to eat. No privacy, which is, which is something we all value. Not much downtime, for Jesus is always teaching, even if it was just his disciples. The only, what, when was the only downtime that you can remember Jesus giving? The only. We're either in the boat, the lake, and they went to Caesarea Philippi. Or, well, I'm talking about, I'm talking about by himself. Just no. taking a short nap before yeah. Peter came up. He, he prayed before well, he got to call us. That's the only time. Yeah. That, the only time I think is when Jesus went by himself to pray. You know, uh, otherwise, I think he always had these disciples. Why? Because he had a short time to accomplish a lot of work. And you know, after, after studying that about those 12, you know that there will be times, and I'm going to admit there'll be there'll be times I've been a little, a little discouraged about the church, about this this particular church, the the few people that we have, and things like that. But after studying that, Jesus turned this world upside down by twelve people. Pastor Peter says right side up by twelve men. Twelve men was all all it would take. Why? Because they walked with him, they learned of him, mostly because they were commissioned. They were doing his work. They had his stamp of approval. We've seen that when he gave them power to preach and to heal and to cast out demons. We can have that same assurance if we are faithful to him. Just thought I'd, that wasn't even in my notes. That's a good point. That's a good point. But I've been so encouraged by that. That's a good point. This whole conference was about that very thing, the local church. We're in a world that's falling apart. I mean, we got so many things going on. The government's getting more hostile to the church as well. We're facing more and more opposition. And there's a lot, a lot of this GTBY, uh, yeah. Yeah. all this stuff. Plus, there's a, all this political nonsense and the war. It's getting more hostile and more hostile, and the, the churches that are, that need to be strong in the word need to uh, to confront, to be vocal, to be uh, to live the truth. You have to do that. And the conference is just a network of churches that, that, that are like that, or want to be like that, or strong to be like that, that's going together to be able to encourage each other. So, so it's a good time. That's 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 important. It is because we know that the. But the Bible says what in the last and, days. Yes. <clears throat> and he, he talked about how a, a lot of churches are getting away from that. They're doing other things. They're trying to be popular, trying to do political, doing everything. Everything that will not accomplish the Great Commission, they're turning aside. That'll make their church grow. Yeah. And that's what and that, and that's, that's what people's doing. Yeah. That's exactly right. But Jesus wasn't doing that. If you look at that, if you look at that section, he was just doing just the opposite. Things that would run religious people off. Interesting. Um, it was like John the Baptist was on the Pharisees coming to be baptized. He said, I'm not going to baptize you. You go give forth the fruit of repentance, but then you can come to me. Yeah, yeah. His whole ministry has, yeah. Been, has been ingrained in that. 
Jesus always teaching, even if it was just his disciples. I don't believe that there was any wasted time. He had a lot of teaching to accomplish in a short amount of time. His focus was, was on building the kingdom to come and his disciples. And part of his kingdom was them, was those uh, disciples. Yeah. Part of his kingdom is us as well. We're part of that kingdom. He's the king. That's right. And we're we're building his kingdom. His actions and words, which the disciples you see in the Bible affected them immediately, were for us. Yeah. In the word. They were. And like you said, every every action, it seems like every action, every time he stopped to talk to somebody or express something and share in a word. Is applicable for, for today, you know. Even when the disciples came back, said, "Oh wait, okay." Now you're talking to this woman, and this is an outing. It's not supposed to happen. What's going on here? And the lesson was so clear to us today that we can use it, you know. Yeah. Don't so go up to the person who's outside the circle and ostracize them. Go to them and love them and teach them the word, teach them the truth. And let the that's Holy Spirit do what he needs to do with it. That's right. Live, live, yeah. live a life. Live a life that draws people. Be different. Well, you know, this this world, who, who is this world out for? Not me, but number one. Yeah, yeah. They're out, they're out for number one. If we do something for somebody, think about it. If we do something for somebody. What is our first thought? What can we get in return? How can this honor God? Yeah. <laughs> that's what Jesus, they, his whole focus was, right? Yeah, yeah. Honor the Father. They not himself. They should trade places. Yeah. <laughs> but that's... <laughs> oh, I'm a brother. <laughs> you're right. But, but you're right, man. Yeah, this this world is not out out to help people. That three years, you didn't have a moment. Well, hey, John. hey, JP, your spite. Hey, Gracie, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're just finishing up here. Uh, so that was JP. He came in. He disrupted the whole thing. I'm sorry. And, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Just so you know who it was. No, we let it. <laughs> all right to finish up verse 20 it also tells me that jesus put that as a priority living out what he was teaching this may have been going on for days and and why when his family heard what was happening so i think that's that's what we're going to close out today we didn't get we only got one verse. Got a lot of background, but uh, we may we may continue on. I think we're going to continue on with this in, the, in our Bible study, which we have next Sunday. Well, I mean, you have a you have an outline, and you get one verse instead of one verse. Well, the background, the whole you know, you, you build up. We're looking at, JP, we've been looking at uh, Mark. We're doing a Bible study. Mm -hmm. Things got here this morning. They're, they're still down in Atlanta, backsliding. <laughs> <laughs> in the door. You know, they went to that 3G conference. Yeah. But,
Thank you. 